Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am thrilled that you guys are here with us today. We have an incredibly awesome show lined up for you. If you've ever struggled with anything marketing, we're going to be talking with one of the uh, secret weapons of the marketing world, somebody who even the best marketing experts turn to when they have challenges in their own marketing. Guys, uh, just a genius. We're honored to have him here. And uh, so we're going to dig into that in just a minute. So if you want to create the perfect marketing campaign, stay tuned for today's episode. In the meantime, I see him coming in, uh, just cresting the horizon, riding into the studio. He just, okay, just jumped off the horse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio. The one, the only bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. (laughs) Uh -uh. (laughs) There we go. We made it. We're in. Yeah. You're in. I feel like the trumpets were a little bit late today. <laughs> I just staggered the entrance there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, it's all right. So how's how it going, you, man? My friend? How are you doing? I'm awesome. I'm pretty good. I'm uh, I'm pumped for today's show. Oh, you and me both. This is going to be one of those shows that I think just packs the value. And like, like you said, anybody that's got anything around marketing, they're stuck struggling with lacking the clarity. I think especially, uh, especially at this time of year, right? We're in the fourth quarter of the year. There's a uh, you know, lots of stuff already happening in the world. We've spoke in the past about, you know, Black Friday. We've obviously got the holiday season coming up and uh, even the U.S. election, which is going to impact certain things in marketing. So yeah. no doubt we can unpack a lot of uh, great stuff here today. Yeah. So without further ado, um, we're going to welcome to uh, we're going to welcome to the show, Mr. Todd Brown, uh, the guy that even the legends turn to to help them with their marketing campaigns. Uh, somebody that I've learned a ton about uh, marketing from. Todd, we're super excited to have you here, man. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Actually, when you were uh, talking about me earlier, uh, I was like, oh, wow, cool. Sounds like they have an amazing marketer on the show with me today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super excited to listen to that dude because he sounds really (laughs) smart. You set the bar high. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to shoot right below it. (laughs) No, I doubt that. But we do have the fourth guest coming in in just a minute. The guy I was actually referring to. (laughs) (laughs) You're also the record holder for most marketing books owned. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's all, that's a green screen behind there. I have snacks (laughs) and doodles. Right. Yeah. No, that's good. It keeps up the whole facade. So, um, so, so we, we titled this show today, creating the perfect marketing campaign. And I think marketing is one of those things that people who don't understand it look at it and it seems like magic. And somebody like you has gone so deep in all the different facets of marketing from creating offers to writing copy to positioning to like all these different things that that you've taken the mystery out of it. And you've got such a formulaic, methodical approach to marketing that it's like, oh, wow. You anybody can be a good marketer if they know what they're doing and they know how to ask the right questions. And I think that's um, you know that's something that that uh, not a lot of people have. And and so just to kind of kick things off before we get into the tips, obviously this show's called Just the Tips, so we want a lot of tips. But um, how did you get into marketing? Like why? Where did this entrepreneur bug come from? And what was like the impetus for you? Yeah. So I was always entrepreneurial. I mean, when I was a kid, I was always, you know, I was always like in junior high school or whatever. I was selling candy until they flagged me and you're not allowed to do that. (laughs) Then I was washing cars, you know, um, I was a total knucklehead in, in school. So I was like, I wasn't a good student. A lot of that was really because I just didn't, uh, I thought it was cool to not be a good student, like an idiot, you know? Um, Uh, and so I was always entrepreneurial, but I didn't know anything about anything related to marketing, advertising, selling. Uh, I was working for a health club company. Ironically, I went to college. uh, So after I graduated from high school, barely, 
uh, I couldn't get accepted to any college. I went to community school. It took me three years to get a two-year degree, which I then used to transfer over to um, a state school in New Jersey to complete my degree. It took me another three years to get a degree, right. which was in nutrition of all things. Um, and so I ended up, I, I ended up going to work for a health club company, uh, that was kind of starting a, a, a growing chain while there I was put in charge of a, uh, of a, of a growing department. And I, I, I got in the mail, a, uh, a direct response postcard. Now I had never seen direct response. Like I knew, I, I didn't know anything about anything. Like I said, I didn't know, you know, I thought advertising, marketing, selling all the same thing. Um, got this postcard. The dude at the time was selling a, uh, like a $300, uh, training program. And so I, I went, I took the postcard to my boss and I said, Hey, can I buy this and expense it? He said, yeah, got it. It was my first exposure to direct response. I was enamored with this idea of, of, uh, being able to kind of put together a complete presentation that could then be, you know, duplicated over and over and over automatically delivered to folks. I immediately like called this dude, asked him, who did you learn from? He said, Dan Kennedy. And that was the, the whole that, you know, that spiral that just yeah, was out of control after that. And so that was it. Uh, I started immediately using what it is that I learned or was learning from that dude in the health club company. I, I ended up like kind of refining it, refining some stuff, playing with some stuff. Over time, I decided after like two years of using this and growing my department like crazy, I decided that I was going to um, share the stuff that I had learned in these health clubs with other massage therapists that were uh, uh, working with health clubs, had their own practices, and they needed help. And that was my entrance into the world of, of info publishing almost like uh, almost two decades ago. And so it's been crazy, man. That's awesome. I almost thought you were going to say once you learned all that, you went back to selling candy, but you were like <laughs> bypass the system so that nobody feverishly, right? Like I would stand out in front of the school and, you know, like <laughs> wink at the principal. And, uh, nah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's not a, a bad funnel. idea. There's an opportunity there that we can talk about. <laughs> yeah, we should explore that after the show. Um, no, that's that's amazing. So in in all of that experience, you know, and you've you know, you've worked in some enormous campaigns, helped a lot of people with their own campaigns. You've, you know, built your own companies. What, what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people making when they think about, or they approach marketing? Oof, that's a great question, man. That's, and, and so we'll go as deep as you want or stay as, as, uh, as let's go. Let's as do you it. Want. So, um, number one, and this is in no particular order, right? Number one, I think that today, uh, most people don't understand the difference between marketing and selling. They don't understand the difference between, right? And they, that's why you see things like you see people talk about sales funnels, marketing funnels. They use those terms and phrases interchangeably, not realizing that selling and marketing are two completely different activities with two completely different objectives. So selling is w when you are talking about your product, your features, your advantages, the, the benefits of your product, when you're talking about price terms, when you're talking about the offer, maybe when you're talking about your company track record, um, and that sort of stuff. Selling is what you do when you are talking to a prospect or communicating with a prospect that already knows what they want. Uh, they already, they already know that they want your type of product. Mm. And now what they really want to know is why yours, like, why should I choose your thing over these other, um, options? Meaning that selling is what you do when you're talking to a high awareness level prospect, um, marketing is, uh, is actually all about creating demand for your product, for your service, for your offer before you ever even talk about your product or service. It was Peter Drucker, arguably the greatest management guru ever, who said the objective of marketing is to make selling superfluous, to make mm. selling unnecessary when marketing is done right. And marketing, right, marketing is, is really is everything that you do and say and show and present to a prospect to lead them to want your thing before you offer them your thing. Mm -hmm. It's what you do to lead them to want to take advantage of your offer before you ever even talk about your product or, um, or service. 
And what Peter Drucker means by marketing when done right uh, makes selling superfluous is that when marketing is structured correctly, when you're when you recognize that I'm, I'm marketing, I'm, I'm I'm talking to the prospect and I'm educating the prospect in a way that's leading them to mm -hmm. um, to see my thing ultimately as the, the, the greatest, the best path to solve their issue. Um, the reason why Peter Drucker said it makes selling superfluous is because you don't have to hardcore sell at that point. You get to present a great offer and prospects become grateful for the opportunity to, to, to take advantage of that offer. So that's the first thing. The first mistake is not realizing that there's a difference between marketing and selling. And you, you have to be very careful that you don't conflate the two uh, and that you understand the difference. The second thing that I would say, and there's really, there's a lot. So I'm, I'm going to try to pick and choose just a couple more and then we could dive into whatever it is that you want. Um, the, the second mistake is, uh, is not realizing that everything that you say and do and show and present in your marketing, when marketing, even when advertising, which is much more akin to selling, it's much advertising is much more appropriate for, uh, higher levels of, of awareness prospects, but everything has to come from the market. Meaning as an entrepreneur, as a marketer, you've got to step out of the way. It's not about what you like. It's not about mm -hmm. what you want. It's not about what excites you. It's not about what motivates you. It's not about what you know, what you like, what you fear, what you crave. It's not even about what you believe the market should want or need or crave. It's right. about what they want. It's about what they want, period. And it's about, it's about their language. It's about what th their emotions, their fears, their concerns, their beliefs, right? All of those things. And so you've got to understand the market. And I think today there are, whether it is, I think, novice, newer entrepreneurs, marketers, they don't understand that. Mm -hmm. I think the intermediate level entrepreneurs, marketers, I think it's almost become this in one ear out the other. Like, yeah, I get it. But what they end up doing is they end up saying, I get it. It's all about the market. And then they sit back and they think about, I wonder what the market's thinking, feeling, right? And they, they're kind of the yeah. origin of their, you know, customer avatar, if you would use that phrase, which I'm not a fan of, but if you were to use that, the origin of their customer avatar is really their own head. They're kind of looking at it like, ah, well, if I was them and I wanted to lose weight, what would I want? What would I be afraid <laughs> right, of? What would right. I be concerned with? Right. And that's, uh, that, that, uh, um, that ain't it. The, the, the third thing, uh, I'll, and I'll give just one more after this, which will be quick. The third thing, um, that I would say is today there is this weird, it's, it's strange to me. Uh, there's this weird belief, whether it is unspoken, uh, sometimes spoken, sometimes you could see it in, in, in actions. There's this weird belief that the magic in online marketing is in the funnel pages and or the funnel model. Like mm -hmm. people think like, right, like, oh, cool to, to generate an opt-in. The, the, the key is I need an opt-in page, <laughs> you know, like as if that, if, I wish it was that simple, please, <laughs> right? Like, please, you know what I mean? Um, they think, right. Oh, so the key to increasing average order value is I need an upsell, an upsell page. Maybe let's make it a video with one click as if that page with mm. a video with a one click button is the magic. And they don't understand that. Like, look, it's, it's all about the underlying message. And how does that message resonate with what you know and understand about the market? How, how, how um, tight is it to what it is that they want? How mm. tight is it in terms of uh, in alignment with what they fear, what they're concerned with, what they're craving, uh, what they've tried before and that hasn't worked, what they see as the bad stuff. And like, right? Like, and it's all about the message. And at the end of the day, it's like people think uh, they've got a long form sales letter, or let's just take this they've got a, um, a webinar or a VSL and it doesn't convert. And they think uh, it's this weird thing where they're like, uh, I think I'm going to fix it, I'm going to turn it into a webinar. Right. And I'm like, why right. would you think that it doesn't work as a VSL? What do you think? Do you think the, there's magic in the webinar <laughs> <Yeah>. like framework? <laughs> 
right? No, like, let's turn right. let here your hard copy book sucks. Let's turn it into a paperback and see if like that makes it better, <laughs> right? right? That's like, a good way of looking at it. You know, and I hate this. I excuse the language, but like that's it. Just doesn't you know? Yeah. And that's why good campaigns can work regardless of the uh the delivery medium but uh mm. you know like fixing the delivery medium or fixing changing the marketing model while yes in some cases it can move things but it's not you're not going to take a loser and turn it into a home run by changing from a vsl to a webinar and so that's the mistake in thinking in not recognizing that the foundation is in the message and how much does that message align with line up with and resonate with the prospect both emotionally and intellectually and the final thing that i'll just say man very quickly is i don't think uh i i think too many people underestimate the task at hand when it comes mm -hmm. to getting people to uh whip out their credit card online you know sight unseen like they just saw your ad on facebook they don't know yeah. you from adam clicking on your ad going over to your right like people today are skeptical and they're jaded and rightly so Right in, right. and I mean today, just not not with the craziness going on. I just mean like people are getting slammed with ridiculous advertising campaigns. They're hearing all kinds of ridiculous, absurd claims, and I think that people underestimate the task at hand. And so those are the yeah. biggies that I would say. Holy crap! He came out of the like he came out of the cannon. Yeah, like it was yeah. just that was pure gold right there. You guys should rewind that and listen to that like five times <laughs> before you even move on. Um, listen, I know, listen, I, I'm good at one thing in my life and that's it. So like that's, I stay in my lane, ask me about like, you know, tools or, you know, my car or something like that. I've got no, zero value to offer. Nothing. Right. Well, that's the, that's the power of focus though. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, you could go deep and become an expert. You know, it's like, there's the people, Jack of all trades, master of none, but you yeah. know, Hey, let's master something. That's, that's freaking awesome. I think, um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I want to get into then is, okay, so, so you've got these, these challenges that people bump up against. And I love what you said about them underestimating the task mm -hmm. at hand, because I feel like with some of the tools and things that are available to people, they're like, oh, it, you know, it's, it's easier now than ever to put up a landing page or an opt-in page or whatever and, and, and Dean and I have talked about this so many times where, you know, people do something and they're like, oh, that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, oh, it doesn't work. And it's like, well, yeah. what do you mean? Facebook, Facebook doesn't work for me. Right. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, what did you actually do? Um, right. and usually it's, well, I boosted a post once and I didn't get a million dollars in sales. And so it doesn't work. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so ridiculous, right? Like I see it all the time. Like when folks come in and they'll be like, you know, yeah, direct mail, it doesn't work anymore. Or like, ah, long form copy doesn't work anymore, you know, yeah. or, or whatever, like all this stuff. And I'm just like, when I hear that, you know, I'm like, you're right. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> Leave more stick meat the on the bone for the, the rest the brand of institutional average, like stick to the, like, here, do this, blow up your logo. Just run a logo and that's it. No other information whatsoever. And uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's that's great. Well, that's it, everyone. Just blow up your logo and you'll be good. That's it. Problem that's the secret. When in doubt, if you're struggling, just blow up your logo and then go from there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So. All right. So you talked a lot like one of the things that um, you hit on in a number of different ways and what you just shared is about messaging. Right. And getting getting the messaging right. And and one I love what you said about, you know, if you're you're just trying to do an opt-in, you know, take the hardback and turn it into paperback, it's not going to work. I think that people don't understand the con the hierarchy of like principles and strategies and tactics. And everybody today is really focused on tactics. Yeah. And they don't know how to back that up with the right strategy and even further back, like what's the principle behind this whole thing? But and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like one of your principles is really nailing the messaging and then you can figure out well, what's the strategy and then what's the tactic to deploy this out into the world. How, how do you think about messaging and how do you, how do you create compelling messaging that causes people to move and take action? Love it. Love that question. So let me just go back for one second to what you said, because I think you're really spot on. I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs and marketers out there that are implementing various tactics 
uh, and they have no clue what the strategy is behind the tactic. And sometimes, you know, if you don't, you can, you know, you, I, I've given the example before of how you can implement a tactic that is serving a strategic purpose for one campaign and the, another entrepreneur or marketer implements that same tactic and it serves the reverse like it, it damages, right? Like we've seen it, you know, where um, somebody, you know, below a video has the Facebook comment widget and there's, mm. you know, 2000 comments on there. And what's that there for? Well, that's there for social proof, right? The fact that, you know, there's something going on here. And so new marketer, new entrepreneur says, oh, I should have the Facebook widget, you know, comments. I should have comments below. They put it on their site. They get four comments and they don't realize you now have reverse social proof. Now right, it looks right. like no one's here, right? <laughs> same tactic, yeah, yeah. same tactic, but you're not fulfilling the strategy. And so I think it's so important what you said. And I think it's spot on that you always understand what is the strategic purpose? What's the objective of what I'm doing? And that includes not only the little tactical add-ons in a campaign on a page, like why is this on a page, but that also includes everything that you say in your, in your messaging. Like, why are you saying this? What is the mm -hmm. reason, right? Sometimes I ask clients or students, you know, like, why did you say this? And they're like, I'm not really sure. And I'm like, well, then take it out, right? You right. have to understand yeah. the role that it is playing in the, um, in the message. So with that, Let's kind of jump into the deep end on, so how do I think about uh, creating compelling messages? And I, I believe you're, you're spot on. At the root of every marketing campaign is obviously a message. There's a message that's being delivered. That message is either good, good being that it works to drive the prospect to want the offer, um, or it's not good, it doesn't, uh, or maybe it's, it, it bores them, or maybe it confuses them, or whatever, it doesn't drive them to buy. And so I'll give you one main core uh, uh, principle that I live by with the um, messaging and creating a compelling message is this. Today, differentiation, differentiation in marketing is key. In business is, is key. What people want to know is what's different. Like what's different about yours? This whole, and, and we're going to break this down in just a second. What's different? What's different about yours like that and and why should I choose it? Like what's different about yours, right? And so mm -hmm. today there, there are only two core ways to differentiate any product or service. There are only two ways. The first way is you differentiate uh, or two effective ways. The first way is you differentiate based on promise, payoff, transformation, result. This is typically like what, when people talk about the old school USP, unique selling proposition, the unique selling proposition was, is a unique benefit that only your product or service offers to the market that other competing products and services don't. So if you had a product um, and that product offered a benefit among other benefits potentially, but offered a benefit that none of your competitors were offering, you've got a USP, you've got a point of differentiation. That point of differentiation is this product will give you all these benefits and this one and nobody else will give you this one. Today, that is, um, it's rare, especially for hmm. the um, small to mid-sized entrepreneurial business. Typically, you see those kind of, you see USPs with true innovations, disruptive products and services, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you see like Uber um, and that right. sort of thing. But for the average entrepreneur, marketer, very, very difficult to differentiate based on promise because you have to have a truly innovative mm -hmm. or disruptive product. And so the other way, right, the other way, if you're not going to differentiate based on promise, which means that you're going to be making the same promise to the market, the same outcome, result, transformation, right? We're going to promise them they can experience the same uh, uh, change, outcome, result, transformation as other people are promising them. We have to differentiate based on the mechanism. The mechanism is the way your product or service works to deliver the promise, right? right? It's the reason why your product or service is able to deliver on the promise, right? On the, on the transformation. Now, so it's kind of so like everyone's talking about like this, this end result, but it's very difficult to say, Hey, we have a unique end result. 
Yeah. But right. now we're going to say the way that we get to that unique res- that that end result is somehow yeah. more appealing to our our prospect. You got it, and which we'll talk about in just a second. Spot on. You got it, right? Like there, like look, the 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 example that I give all the time was right. There was a time when the the very first fat burner, you know, like the pills that people take to speed up their right. metabolism to lose weight. There was a time when right somebody was the first to introduce fat burners. And all they had to say at that time was take this pill and you'll lose weight because Mm -hmm. nobody else had made that promise before that promise in and of itself, take this pill and right. I could take this pill and lose weight. That was the point of differentiation. They didn't have to say anything else. They didn't need any big ideas. They didn't need any crazy, you know, mechanisms because the promise was different from what others had done before. Well, the moment that other companies uh, came along and, and began to knock it off, which happens in every marketplace that goes yeah. through that maturity cycle, um, you know, you your message has to evolve because what was once a point of differentiation may no longer be. Hence, today, if the if the three of us got together and came out with a fat burner and we we tried to market it based on take this pill and you'll lose weight, I don't think we're going to do very well. Right. Right. Like we're going to, we're, we're going to struggle. Right. There was a time when that was like work like gangbusters today. Not so much. Why? Why? Because of what the market has heard and seen, meaning that what was once a point of differentiation no longer, uh, no longer is. Now I want to be clear about something. I want everybody to listen to me and get this because this is really the whole reason why we are trying to, uh, or why we do differentiate. If you do not differentiate your promise, meaning you're promising the same thing that others are, and you do not differentiate in your mechanism, meaning Mm. how your product or service works to deliver that promise, all you've done is allow for the commoditization of your product, meaning Mm -hmm. now your product is a commodity. Now your pricing is determined by the marketplace because Mm. if your, your product works the same way everything else does and it delivers the same result the way everything else does why would anybody in their right mind pay you more for yours you've allowed it to become a commodity we never want to ever ever market and sell um pure commodities because uh you end up being price shopped you have no or uh or or it's very difficult to create um urgency in, in driving the, the, the sale, it becomes extremely difficult to, um, have any kind of, uh, compelling marketing argument. How do you prove that yours is superior? You don't, right? Like the whole thing falls apart when your product is viewed as a, um, commodity. And so the way today to just get to the end for, for time purposes, to skip to the, the, um, the tip, um, is, uh, is like, look, You know, today it's okay to promise the same result. Like it's fine. You can learn from your competitors. Part of the examination, the research process is seeing what it is that your competitors are saying. Look for trends among your competitors. Remember, by the way, a competitor is anybody that is selling a uh, a solution that addresses the same problem you do. It's not just so like if you're a chiropractor, right? Remember people are, are let's say people are coming to you cause you got low back pain. Well, anybody and everybody that promises to alleviate low back pain is a competitor for you mm-hmm. in home inversion tables, massage therapy, physical therapy, personal trainers, all of those that are promising that they can help alleviate low back pain. Um, they are a competitor to the chiropractor. Why? Because people aren't, people don't buy products and services because they want the product and service. They buy the product and service because they want the result, Mm -hmm. the transformation, the outcome, right? So we could learn from competitors when we're doing our examination, our research, we can learn, we can see what kind of trends, like what, what promises are, are are we seeing? And we could take that, right? So we're going to use this promise, this big, bold, audacious, true and believable promise of result. And then we are going to find our unique mechanism. That mechanism, the unique mechanism is how your product or service uniquely works to deliver that, that result. And Mm -hmm. Um, unless you are selling a pure commodity, you can find and identify the unique mechanism. There's multiple different, there's multiple types and we don't need to get into that. That's not important. What is important is recognizing that, uh, that, that 
once we've identified the unique mechanism, once we've determined that we're going to differentiate with our unique mechanism, with how our product or service uniquely works to deliver the um, promise, the aim of creating a compelling marketing message, which was your original question, it seems like we've gone like, I've taken you guys on, a, on, a, on an absurd adventure just to get to this point, um, that our job at that point is to prove that this mechanism is not only different from what it is that you've experienced before, what it is that you're familiar familiar with, what it is that you've tried before, but that this unique mechanism is superior to every other mechanism, method, process, framework, system mm. out there for delivering the result. It's not enough to just be different. We use the difference to get attention. We use the superiority of the mechanism uh, to generate the conversion. That's how you you're you're able to, and I want you to I want you to picture this, right? I want you to just think about this for one second. So, uh, number one, I'm able to when we follow this, when you guys follow, when we follow this this approach, and we introduce to the market, we basically go to the market and, and for lack of a better phrase, and say, I've got a a new and different way for you to experience X Y Z results for you to lose weight for you to do whatever right I've got a new and different way in this way right it's it's very different from what you're probably familiar with um, here's how this uh, is different here's how this works here is what makes this so superior at producing faster results or uh, more reliable results or more consistent results or whatever right here's what makes this superior now what I'm doing is I want you to get this I'm laying out an argument that proves that this mechanism that I'm introducing them to, I'm saying there's a new and different way for you to, for you to lose weight. It's totally different from everything that you're mm -hmm. familiar with. It's not only different, it's, it's far better. And let me tell you why, let me show you, let me prove this to you. And then boom, 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 boom. Here's why. And here's why it's easier. Here's why it's faster. Here's why it's, it's more consistent, right? Now, all of this time, I'm talking about the unique mechanism. I'm not talking about my product. I'm not talking about my service. I'm not talking about my offer. I'm talking mm -hmm. about this mechanism and I'm educating on this mechanism. I'm educating the prospect on the fact, uh, uh, on the fact that it's different and superior and I'm showing why. So I'm teaching, but I'm teaching in a way that gets buy-in on the mechanism, mm -hmm. right? So that by the time I am done with that marketing portion, remember, I'm not talking about my product. I'm not talking about the, the features, the advantages, the benefits. I'm talking about the mechanism. When I am done, I have led the prospect to see the mechanism as superior, therefore to want the mechanism, not my product yet, right? But yeah. the, the mechanism, mm -hmm. at right. which point when I segue into the offer, which is now the fulfillment, which is right. The, they, they get the unique mechanism when they take advantage of the offer. They get the unique mechanism inside the product, inside the service, inside the software, right? So by the time I'm done getting them to see the unique mechanism as superior, they want it. I have perfectly set up the sale for the offer and I've done it with education uh, by introducing something new and different, leveraging a strong killer point of differentiation. Um, and, uh, and, and it, uh, it's just a beautiful thing in motion. It really is when done right. That's amazing. Just, just dissecting on, on, on this, on the, um, the mechanism, would it be fair to say then that, the, the critically important part behind the unique mechanism is that a lot of your audience, a lot of the market has tried and previously failed at a lot of other solutions. And so for you to come out with something that is the same as those, they're already just going to discredit. It's like we had a laugh and joke earlier. People say, oh, Facebook ads don't work. Direct, uh, you know, copy doesn't work, all this kind of stuff. They're going to just discredit you straight away if you fail to have that unique mechanism. Would that be fair? Yes, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. The other thing is this, um, and I believe it originates with Dan Kennedy, uh, and then, uh, Russell Brunson, uh, has really shared this, really brought this to the marketplace. The, the, the idea of I, Dan Kennedy used to talk about it as, um, as, you know, uh, improvement, improvement versus replacement. Mm -hmm. really right improvement right. versus replacement and the reality is that that with the unique mechanism you are right you're like 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 you shared you know you're recognizing that they've heard it they've seen it 
They've been inundated with it. There's YouTube videos on Facebook ads. There's right. So if you come out, first of all, it is very, very difficult to try to, to market successfully based on being better, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. just being better, right? Like, because first of all, as consumers, right? Like I fully expect you to tell me yours is better. <laughs> right. Like no one's coming out right in their marketing. Like we're like, we're third, we're third best in terms, in terms of solutions, in terms of quality, we're like a solid three, right? Like no one's doing that. You know what I mean? And so, right. So how do you like, you're saying something that first of all is, isn't really tangible. Cause like, what does better mean? Right. Mm -hmm. And if you said we're better because we are, you know, we produce, we produce faster results. Well, the very first thing that the market wants to know is how Yeah, that's mechanism, mm -hmm. right? How, mm -hmm. what do you mean? You produce right. faster results? How, right? We can't just say, ah, trust me. We trust me. We produce faster <laughs> results. Like, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Go ask my solid. mom. She said, yeah, so. like seriously. Right. Um, yeah. And so, right, that's where you get into, um, and so, yes, they've tried it, they've heard it, they've seen it, they're not looking for more of the same. Also, they don't want improvement because most people just don't have the self-confidence in themselves, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's it's like the belief, there's this weird belief, right, that, you know, that I just, I got, let me scrap this, like, I just need a new thing, man, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's mm -hmm. not, I don't need to fix it, I don't want to, I just, just replace it. Like, and, right, right. um, and so there's that combination at play, um, in the, um, in the unique mechanism and you're actually getting into something too, that's kind of is a little advanced, but you know, we, the beauty too, with the unique mechanism, and I want to say one other thing also about this, cause I think this is important for your listeners, but the, the beautiful thing about the unique mechanism is that we're also able to prevent this categorization, meaning like what we don't want to have happen. Right. And I first learned this from like uh, a gentleman by the name of Bill Bonner, uh, founder of, uh, of Agora newsletter publishing company. Um, and he, 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 like, I learned this idea that like, you don't want them to be able to say, Oh, I know what mm -hmm. he's talking about. Like, Oh, he's talking about Facebook ad. Like, ah, oh, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't want to say anything that makes, ah, like, right. Cause we, as human beings, like once we able, once we're able to put it into a bucket, we're like, ah, curiosity's gone. Like right. we're able to categorize it. Right. And so we're looking to kind of, to prevent that certainly early in the campaign, certainly like in the lead, the first 300, 400, 500 words, we're certainly looking to, to, to prevent that categorization and the unique mechanism helps to do that. One thing that I want to I want to say that I mentioned is, and this is really important, and this is near and dear to my heart that everybody listening gets this. That so as this the the idea of the unique mechanism has become more and more popular, uh, and the idea of a mechanism really originates with Gene Schwartz. I, I you know I'd, I'd love to take credit for I could take credit for just slapping the word unique in front of it. Uh, other than that, I've got zero. Uh, I can't claim anything. <laughs> Um, but as it's, as it's gotten more popular, there's this weird, uh, and listen to me with this. There's this weird, another weird behavior where folks think the magic in the unique mechanism is the name, mm. meaning they think that if I just refer to my thing, my, my approach, my framework as some weird name, this is the, you know, the Todd, the Todd method, right? The right. Todd method. Right. Like yeah. uh, I took the, the typical Facebook advertising stuff and I just decided to call it the Todd method. And right. every time you say it that way, you also you have to say the Todd method. It's <laughs> very like. Uh, right. And they think that that's the, the magic. And I'll tell you this, that, yes, that will work or can work uh, to get attention. But when they get to the marketing argument portion of their marketing message, where they are then supposed to prove what makes this mechanism superior to the other mechanisms out there, which is critical to making the sale, right? It's critical mm -hmm. to making the sale. Just being different is not enough. Mm -hmm. You could have a different method and your, your different method sucks, right? It, like it's different. You know, it's different, but it's terrible. It's different, right. but it, you know, it doesn't work that good. So different is just what gets the attention 
at the, in the beginning of the campaign. But then you've got to prove that your mechanism is superior. Well, when those people take their ordinary approach and they slap a fancy pants name on it, mm-hmm. I call that a faux mechanism because right. it's not really a unique mechanism. They mm-hmm. have not done the work or what I call the, the, uh, the interrogation. They haven't interrogated their product to find out what does make this superior. Right? There's, like no for, sub, there's no substance to it. No substance. There is no, yeah. they have not thought about it. They, they haven't dug it out. Like, and yet it's there. They just have to do the work because in it, like when you are an expert, a, a coach, a consultant, um, an agency, like you've chosen to do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you have a process. Like I know James, you've got a, a crazy dialed, unbelievable process for running your business, like just nailing everything. Right. Mm-hmm. That's done for a reason. There's a reason why you have folks, you know, do X first, do Y second, do the, in this order at this time and not right. Like there's a reason why you have, you, you do it that way. That reason, r- forget what those reasons are. That stems from the fact that you believe and know that that's best. Yeah. Right. right. You didn't create a, you didn't create like a, a, a framework and you're like, ah, this is probably the fourth best. You know what I mean? But let's do it anyway. Right. You're doing it. You're following it because you believe it's the best. The key is getting clarity on why, why does this work? Why does it produce the results? Why do we do it in this order? Like, why do we, why do we exclude these steps? Why do we do this here? Why do we do this once a week? Right. All of those kind of things, you're interrogating the, mm-hmm. the product and the way it works. And based on that, you're able to find like, here's why I can say this is superior. Here's mm-hmm. why, like, right. And, and so I always say to clients when, you know, like, why is yours, yours the best? And they're like, you know, some new clients will be like, uh, I don't really know. And I said, well, why should somebody choose yours? And they're like, uh, I don't really know. I'm like, well, I would don't write a single word of marketing because you yeah. have to, until you have that answer, like, right. If you don't know, how do you right. expect to convince somebody else? Like my <laughs> right. gosh. So yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. That's yeah. So good. That's so, so good. Yeah. I think, you know, and, and it's funny too, because I think when people talk about messaging, they're like, they're not thinking about it like this. They're thinking about, well, you know, what's the copy on the page and what's the, you know, what, what's the headline and all this other stuff. But this is so much deeper than that, right? It just like, it really gets to the core and, and it's easy to see when you think about messaging this way, why most marketing campaigns don't work Yeah, because people really haven't gone and dug deep to figure this piece out. Right. Yeah. And, and like you said earlier, you know, uh, you know what Peter Drucker said, you know, the goal of marketing is to make sales superfluous. Well, by not doing this, you put so much heavy lifting on sales. Yep. Right. right? Because then it has to be like, you know, you got like all this dancing around and trying to figure things out. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Um, and you know, you know what to add, to add to that, you know, and you're, again, you guys are just, you're uh, obviously rock stars. And so you, you guys, uh, you totally get it. Right. And you're right. Like, look, this is where, um, it kind of introduces another kind of mistake. I don't know if we could call this a tip. This is a tip. This is what not to do. So yeah, it is a tip. Um, so right. Like it's, when you don't have a, like a unique mechanism or you haven't interrogated it. So you really don't know, uh, or you got just like a weak idea for your, your, your marketing, like, right. That's when you, these marketers in order to try to make their marketing message sound exciting, that's where the puffery, the, 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 the hyperbolic language comes in, right. That's where like, you know, we're using the jealously guarded explosive steroid like results, right. Like, like that's when, right. Because the idea is ordinary. There's no unique mechanism like, and so, and you're, you're relying now on this puffery and then it comes off ridiculous. Um, and so, you know, the beauty is that when, which, you know, at, at maybe on a different episode, we'll talk about the idea. But when you've got an idea, when you've got a good idea, a solid marketing idea, and you've got a unique mechanism and you understand what we talked about today, being able to uh, prove that it's superior, 
the beauty is that you're able to do that with clear and simple language, mm -hmm. right? Like, again, it's mm -hmm. the, the, the magic isn't in like the language, like, let me string together, like, you know, like <laughs> I'm going to cast a spell on you with yeah. my excessive adverbs and adjectives. Like, um, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. And, and so, you know, uh, Again, when you don't have that good idea or you don't have a unique mechanism, th these guys are forced to like, unless I use um, this flowery language, this exaggerated language, the whole right. thing is going to suck, you know? Yeah, and, um, I, and I feel like that's almost insulting to the prospect. Yeah. Right? Well, Where it's yeah, like, because it's like, look, but even with clients, you know, like I tell them, they're, they're, I'm like, look, this is number one. Here's a, here's a, a tip, right? Number one, don't think like a copywriter. And I love copy. Like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I love copy. I love the classics on my books. Like, I love it. But here's the thing. Don't think like clients, like student marketers, entrepreneurs, they'll, they'll put on their copywriter cap and like, they'll, you know, they're jealously guarded steroid. Like, and I'm like, if you were sitting down at a bar with a friend and, and right, would you be like, oh, jealously guarded steroid, like explosive growth for your, <laughs> right? Your friend would slap you in the face. <laughs> and, right? and so why would you write it that way? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, don't write it, like you're trying to make it sound good with the words that you're using right. when really, when you start with a good idea, you got a mechanism and you know, you, you've done the work to find out, to, to see why it's superior. Let it shine through my, mm -hmm. one of my mentors, Mark Ford, he, he just drilled in to me, this idea of clarity over creativity. Mm -hmm. When it comes to marketing messaging, clarity over creativity, be clear simple, easy to understand language, right? Is much more important than creativity. Creativity in this context being like, I'm going to write copy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and so, and I could say all this with this kind of passion because I made all these mistakes. Like I, yeah, I right. wrote the steroid, like explosive growth, like early on. And so that's, that's why I can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Um, Dean, I, uh, I don't even know what to say. You have a question right now. I'm like, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here just like, this is such solid gold. I feel and like we've had a year's worth of tips in the last like 45 minutes. Yeah. We're like, Hey Todd, bring, bring the tips. And he's like, all right, here's my machine gun full of tips. You guys ready? <laughs> I kind of rocked up today. Hoping Todd was just going to say, well, if you change the color of the order button, things are going to change for you. <laughs> and that was the next that's coming, right? It's uh, uh, it, right? too soon. I've spoiled this. Yeah. Write this <laughs> down. Hex codes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, all right. So all of that, the only thing that's more important, is the color of the order button. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> is that you use a border of two pixels gray. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's it. Oh the my biggest God. tip yeah. of all. Well, and that's, that's it. and that's and but that, you know, we joke about that, but that is the difference between these these tactics that people are just trying like over and over and over and over and never getting anywhere and they're like, "Oh, maybe the order button's the wrong color. Maybe like, you know, maybe the font's not the right font." Like all these different things when 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 all of it is just like nobody cares unless they really understand how the thing you're going to give them is going to help them get what they want and I, and with this unique mechanism it's like if you really think through that and you have a defensible unique mechanism then then you're really on the path to something yeah i mean look let's i mean i'm uh, not to take anything away from uh, optimization, you know, like, look, you know, button, like not to take anything away from that, but, uh, and there's value in that, right. At, at, at the right time when you're incrementally looking to, um, improve the performance of the page, you're not going to take a loser and turn it into a winner yeah. with, you know, optimization. Right. I, I've never, I've never wanted to buy something and saw the color of the button and said, Oh, forget this. <laughs> right never really never was really i like this is ridiculous <laughs> this is re purple really like never and yeah. so to me it's right it's it's the little things like yeah like you know incremental improvements potentially uh you know but that's not you know uh, again another lesson that i learned early on was you know focus on the things that scream not the things that whisper you know, the, the offer, right? Like these are things that the offer, the lead, the first 350, 400, 500 words of a, of a campaign, the idea, these are things that can, 
uh, you know, make or break campaigns. Like Mark Ford used to say, he would say, if you're going to test something, test something that's got the potential to double response. Right. Don't, you know, like, and I, you know, today there are people that are like, ah, you know, I, it increased, you know, 2%. And I think that that's great. You know, that's great. But I would rather like, let, I'd rather have nine out of 10 tests produce nothing but have one that want that that doubles mm -hmm. conversions mm -hmm. i'll take those all day and so i'd rather focus on the things that scream rather than the things that whisper yeah it's so good i think you know it's like the whole you know if the if the cake doesn't taste good it doesn't matter what icing you put on it yeah that's right right um yeah that's so that's so awesome so uh so so we got to wrap up here unfortunately i could keep i could keep talking with todd uh you know <laughs> for like i don't know days i'm sure at least um, Todd, yeah, you know, you could just kind of keep going and see how long Todd stays. Like, <laughs> oh, you don't want to, don't even, I told yeah. you I'm good at one thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. All right. Uh, hang on. I'm going to, I'm going to clear out the next three days on my calendar. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Todd, there's, uh, guaranteed to be people listening who are like having light bulbs going off and just like, ahas, people want to find out more about you and your programs and your trainings all that stuff. Like where, where should they go and check you out? Um, you could go to, uh, learn from Todd.com. If you want to speak to somebody on my team, uh, you could find us, uh, on, um, Facebook. I think it's Todd Brown marketing. You can find me on Instagram, uh, any one of those and you'll come yeah. into our world and, uh, yeah. Awesome. Any one of those. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, well, this has been, uh, this has been a real pleasure. Dean, any uh, any parting shots from you? No, just to say uh, thanks to Todd. Like you say, this has been an incredible show. Just so much there. I imagine there's people walking away now about to uh, go back and start correcting a few things that they've missed. So, uh, yeah, yeah, appreciate you sharing. All I hope. I always, my biggest fear always is I is that somebody's like, the heck with this like you right. know like the heck with it it sounds crazy it's it <laughs> sounds a lot more um like it sounds a lot more crazy than what it really is and so uh, hopefully people listen to this more than uh you know more than once and uh and then certainly with you guys continue to tune back in more and more to 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 get the the the, 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 the like the foundational principles man you could do it you, you could do it. I don't care what product or service you're selling, assuming that you're not selling, you know, a pure commodity, like a gallon of gasoline. And even then we could probably do something crazy. Uh, <laughs> right. You can, you can do this. And so don't let me scare you off. No, I, I think, I think quite the opposite. It's like, yeah, I agree. Every, everything feels uh, big and overwhelming and complicated until somebody's like, all right, you know what? 80% of your success is going to hinge on like these few fundamental things. And I, and I really feel like that's what we got today was like, here's, here's some of the big things that you really need to keep in mind, avoiding the mistakes that we talked about at the beginning, and then figuring out how to really amp up your marketing, not your sales, your actual marketing yeah. by digging into what's most important. So this has been absolutely amazing. Uh, thanks so much for being here, Todd. We're going to wrap it up here. Thank you to all our listeners for being here with us. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure you check out all of our episodes at justatipshow.com. This is James P. Friel signing off with another episode. Me and my esteemed co-host, Mr. Dean Holland. We'll talk with you guys later. See you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justatipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, -day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.